Welcome in to this championship preview episode. I am your host, Tony. That is Matt. Hopefully, you're still alive in your fantasy league, and hopefully you don't play in a league that has a championship next week. If you do, promptly quit that league and politely tell your commish where he can shove it. Speaking of someone who politely asks where to shove it, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a good Christmas? Um, I did. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, family just headed back to both coasts. They came from the West Coast, East Coast, kind of converged on us for about a week. How was that? It was good. Seeing everybody catching up. Been about two years uh, for both sides there. So you lost in our semifinals last week. Uh And I wanted to ask you, is it better to lose a close matchup or get blown out the way you did? Blown out feels so much better. I don't have to second guess any of the bad personnel decisions I made, like starting Miles Sanders, who would have went off, but he broke his head, but it didn't, wouldn't have mattered. None of it would have mattered. None of it. It all mattered on draft day. And my team wasn't good enough to be Trey's team last week. No matter what I would have done. What I hate most is when you lose like a three point matchup and you got 20 points sitting on your bench. You know, that's the worst Mm -hmm. to know that you could have had it. I got blown out. It is what it is. I was a six seed. I won one matchup. I'm fighting Tinker Stinkers for third place and my dues paid next year. I'm not. Things could be worse. I'm just, you know, really glad a powerhouse team is shutting down the third championship bid by Jason because (laughs) God help all of us if the GNTs don't pull their heads out of their arses this week. I understand you wanting to get blown out, but I'm someone who really enjoys complaining about things. So give me the close loss every day so I can really dissect my matchup and find things to complain about 100%. You need therapy. Why do you hate yourself? So <laughs> it's the same person who like cuts themselves as the man who wants to lose by fewer points and complain fraction. Just give me a fraction of a point with a couple extra points on my bench just so I can really go at it. All right. On tap for today, we've got our NFL picks volume two of our new fact of the day segment and a championship preview for our league. We'll kick it off with our NFL picks and there are no bye weeks and there are no Thursday games here in week 17. So we get to talk about all of them. Let's kick it off with Atlanta traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills, where Buffalo is favored by two touchdowns, 14 points. This over-under is at 44 and a half. Matt, who you got? Uh, Bills. Um, and you know what? Screw it. Bills and two cover. Hmm. How about that? 14 points they're going to cover. How about that? Yeah, they're getting everybody back. Uh, for me, it's also the Bills. Not even a question. And if you're trying to see an NFL game, Tickets are as low as $12 right now, and that's crazy. I think beginning of the year, everything was over $100 or more for nosebleeds, and I'd go tailgate and grab a nosebleed seat for that price if I was in the area. Next game, the Giants travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. Chicago's favored by six points, over under at 38. Who are you going with? Bears. I don't like saying that word, to be honest, but they're playing the Giants, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the Bears. It's the Bears. Yeah, the Giants, they're still headed towards a high draft pick. I like Chicago, and I'd even take the six points. How do you feel about them solidifying the fact that they're bringing back Judge and Danny Dimes next year? I mean, you're not a Giants fan. I don't know if you know any Giants fans closely, but how do you think that reads? Albert is a Giants fan, and I think that they know there's no quarterbacks available in the draft this year, so they're looking at 2023. So they're throwing in the towel already. On 2022, I'm sorry, Albert, but it's happening. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I, I understand the Daniel Jones. Because again, you, you have two high draft picks, right? They, I think they have two in the top 10. So offensive line, right? You try to solidify the offensive line to either A, prove that Danny Dimes is worth what you drafted him at, or B, you have the line in place for the quarterback you hope will pop up in the 2023 draft right class that I thought was interesting. I just don't understand the Joe Judge part of it, but whatever. 
Now they could sign someone, but I think 2023 is probably the year they make a move. But next matchup, the Chiefs, they go to Cincinnati. Kansas City is the road favorites at five and a half. Over under is very high at 49.5. Matt, who are you going with? AFC Championship game preview? <laughs> Actually, I don't know if the seating works out quite that way, but I mean, this is, these teams could very well meet in the playoffs based on the way they've been playing as of late, both winning, both winning in convincing fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to lean Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go with the tried, tested, and newly proven Chiefs. They struggled early, but they're back on fire these last several weeks. Byron mm-hmm. Pringle show, fresh off the Byron Pringle show on Sunday. And it's weird picking against the Bengals after they did what they did just did. But they did do it to a who's who of people who weren't starting in the secondary for Baltimore at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. Yeah, the Bengals are coming off a massive W, as you kind of alluded to, against the division rival Ravens. And some people might be lured into thinking it's a good game to target a home dog. But much to friend of the show, Nick's dismay, the Bengals have lost four games at home this season. The games they've won, well, two against the Ravens and Steelers, one game against the Jaguars by three points, and then a field goal victory in overtime against the Vikings to start the season. I'm not buying it. Give me the Chiefs. Next up, the Dolphins go to Tennessee to take on David's Titans. Tennessee's favored by three and a half, over under at 41. Matt, who you got? Miami Dolphins are the first team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. Wow. Talk about a cool stat. For the sake of the Eagles' uh, draft capital that they acquired from the Dolphins, I hope that they lose (laughs) the rest of their two games. But that being said, I'm taking Miami to continue their winning ways. I know Tennessee's a tough task, a tough cookie, and they've been playing some good football themselves. However, Miami's defense is really, really getting it done. And that offense, again, is just efficient enough. They haven't been turned. They don't turn the ball over. And that's really a recipe for, for how you win games. So give me the Dolphins. Where does that originate from, a tough cookie? Like every cookie I've had is relatively soft. Is that like a gingerbread? Like it's really tough to bite. Like what is? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever British version of cookies are, they call them biscuits, I believe. Whatever crazy shit they do over there to try to yeah. remind themselves of the glory days. I don't know. I just know well, that that's a phrase I didn't come up with. Well, they need to eat softer cookies. They need to they need to eat softer cookies and they need to stop taxing without representation. You think they've learned their lessons, Tony? They have not. They haven't. All right, AJ Brown, he's back in it and showed what kind of impact he can have on a game last week. He's a stud and it didn't take much time for us to see that on the field. The concern with Miami is their blitz tendency. I think you probably have noticed that in the last seven games that they've won. Uh, Last week, Tannehill was 6 of 8 for 55 yards and a touchdown, though, against the Blitz. So I'm not sure that the Blitz is going to dictate the game the way it has against Miami's recent opponents. I like the Titans at home to win and maintain their hold on the AFC South. Xavier Howard wasn't covering A.J. Brown last week. Wouldn't have mattered. Probably not. All right, next matchup, Las Vegas. They go to Indy to take on the Colts. Indianapolis is favored by 7.5. Over under at 45. Matt, who are you taking? Colts get it done, man. Colts could have done on the legs of Jonathan Taylor and these crazy Carson Wentz passes that remind you that he was a high draft pick. Like he doesn't play overall good football games, but every once in a while it's like third and eight and he throws a laser for 21 yards. You're like, oh, oh, late in games to continue drives and run clock down. So I'm taking the Colts. Uh, defensively, they're doing a lot, a lot of good things. And that offense is, it, it gets the job done. It's a run first offense with enough, enough Wentz peppered in there to make it work. So the NFL changed the COVID protocols for teams to help players come off the COVID list faster. 
But Carson Wentz tested positive and will not be available this weekend. Not sure if that changes your mind. So that means either Philip Rivers is coming out of retirement or Sam Ellinger is starting. I don't like it. And who knows if that team has their outbreak under control. Jonathan Taylor, you know, he could still end up on that list. But I'd still lean Las Vegas. Give me the Raiders. I just wrote Las Vegas down for myself as well. So you can just cut all of the Colts. <laughs> I like Wentz to make those throws when they're at third and long. I don't like Philip Rivers or Sam Ellinger. I started work back again this week, listeners. I'm, uh, <laughs> mine's, yeah. Anyway, next game. It's okay. You know, when you're presented with new updated information, you should have the ability to change your mind. We should have allowed you to change your mind about New Orleans, Miami pick last week. Yeah. But such is life. That's fine. Next matchup, Jacksonville goes to New England to Gillette to take on the Patriots. New England is favored by 15 and a half. Holy crap. Over-unders at 42. Who you got? They should be favored by more, <laughs> quite honestly. They should be favored by more. Poor poor Jacksonville Jaguars. Poor Trevor Lawrence. They're going to go up to New England after the New England Patriots just lost to the Bills, lost the um, the stranglehold on the AFC East, and now they gotta just, they're just going to punish the poor Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> It's going to be a shit show, man. Oh, man. It's like when a, a drunk Irishman gets beat up at a bar and he goes home and takes it out on his wife. The Jacksonville Jaguars are an Irishman's wife this weekend. Ouch. Yeah, I like New England to get back on track as well. Next matchup, Tampa Bay. They go to New York to take on the Jets. Tampa Bay is favored by 13 and a half. Over-unders at 45 and a half. Who you got? The poor New York Jets. <laughs> poor Zach Wilson. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like a drunk Irishman. I'm just kidding. Um, Tampa Bay did win this week. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Um, the Jets are... Really feel bad for Zach Wilson and Jets and Trevor Lawrence, the Jags. Like, neither of those guys are flashing anything that would indicate that they were worth drafting at one and two. And I don't entirely blame them. I really don't. Yeah, this year's quarterback class, uh, something we probably need to to talk about in the offseason. But for this matchup, it's an injury-plagued Tampa Bay team, but they're playing the Jets. Give me the Bucks. Next matchup, Philly, your Eagles. They travel to Washington to take on the football team. The Eagles are favored by four on the road. Over-under is at 46, Matt. You got the Eagles, right? I do, but this is the classic bet the home dog scenario, right? Cincinnati might not have been that scenario. Uh, Washington, we played Washington football team on Tuesday, less than two weeks ago. So this game will be, my math serves me correctly, 12 days removed from the last time we played the Washington football team. The difference? A lot of players. A lot of football players on the football team will be back playing. I think that, and this is a division game. They're always tight. They're always narrow. And I, I won't watch the game because what has happened the last two times that I've watched them, I watched the first quarter streaming it mm-hmm. on a service that I pay for legally. Of course. And Jalen Hurts throws an interception off the back of Goddard's leg. He fumbles the ball. It's, it's nonsense. I get angry. And I do other stuff, and then I get a text message like 45 minutes later, Eagles blowing it up, huh? And I'm like, yeah, of course they are when I'm not watching. So I will not be watching the game, so Philadelphia's going to win. Yeah, Washington's coming off an absolute ass-whooping. Are they Are they going to go home and take this out on their Irish wife? Is that another Irish wife scenario? Here's the problem. Philadelphia's offensive line is playing better than any other offensive line in the league right now. And then they're throwing touchdowns to those guys in the end zone, and you're like, <laughs> this is something nice here. This is the kind of shit that, like... Offensive linemen just start loving life, having fun. They're rock stars scoring touchdowns now. They're going to go out and just maul linebackers and cornerbacks. So give me Philadelphia. They're healthy. They're very healthy, which is crazy. They haven't been healthy since 2017. That that is crazy. For this matchup, again, Washington, they're a disaster, and the Eagles should have no problem dictating how this game goes. I'm with you. I like the offensive line. I've got Philly. 
Moving on to the next matchup, the Los Angeles Rams. They go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Rams are favored on the road by three and a half points. Over under at 46 and a half. Who you got? Got the Rams. Baltimore is kind of a show. Rams are fighting for that first place seating in the NFC. Still, well, fighting with Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay controls the power, but they are still fighting for the NFC West, so they still have a lot to play for. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, even if Lamar plays, you know, which he's practicing with a severe limp here midweek, I don't think Baltimore has a shot with the way their secondary has performed. 525 passing yards last week against the Bengals, so give me the Rams. All right, next matchup, the Broncos. They go to L.A. to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are favored at home by 5.5, over under at 45.5. Who you got? The poor Denver Broncos. <laughs> Chargers fresh off that loss to the Houston Texans and Davis Mills. And it's just... Man, domestic violence is up this week. These poor... <laughs> I don't... You know, actually, I don't know, man. Chargers are kind of falling off the rails a little bit. The Herbert magic is has shined off. The Staley magic has shined off. This don't give up big play defense and just let Mills chuck dimes to not Brandon Cooks. Like, ah, uh, you know, PFF had a funny commentary on the game. They're like, the good thing for the Houston Texans is when the third of their starters are out, the next third are exactly the same as their, three <laughs> starters, their third of the starters. So, <laughs> so there's really no difference in performance between their starting 22 players and their other 22 players. Mm-hmm. Very, very accurate description of the Texans. Anyway, so this is about the Chargers and Broncos. This is a close divisional game. It's in LA. I'm gonna, I don't think Bridgewater starting this week. So I'm going to give the edge to the Chargers. I think they're going to get back, get right. And uh, yeah, I just don't. Drew Locke, man. Just yuck. Yeah, the Chargers allowed the Houston Texans from Houston, the Rex Burkhead-led Texans, to rush for 189 yards. They're giving up 140 on the ground and ranked 29th in the league in that area. And Denver is in the top half of the league in rushing. And I would pick the Broncos without hesitation if Teddy Bridgewater was starting. He is not... It's Drew Locke under center, and Denver ran for just 18 yards last week. So 16 attempts for 18 yards. Matt, that is 1.1 yards per rush. Not great. Give me the Chargers. You know what the New York Giants yards per attempt for the quarterbacks, Mike Lennon? And, no, what was it? And, and, and company. Do you know what their yards per attempt was? 2.1. Quarterbacks with a 2.1 yards per attempt nice. in That's an impressive. entire football game. Go Eagles, D. Sorry, that was a fun stat. I forgot to make there was a lot of negative four-yard passes to Saquon Barkley. That didn't help things. <laughs> Not at all. Who'd have known that Seattle got it right four years ago, drafting Richard Penny instead of Saquon Barkley? Who'd have known? <laughs> Not us. Not us. Not us. Uh, next up, Houston. They go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, where the 49ers are favored by 12.5. Over, under, is it 44.5? Who you got? 49ers also deep in that playoff hunt. Seattle is the one... We knew three teams out of the NFC West would show up, get themselves in the playoffs. Um, I, I picked four overs in the division. I was one mallet finger away from maybe that being a possibility. probably, And one weird foursome maybe. with um, DK Metcalf from that being a possibility. However, <laughs> the Niners are playing good football. Uh, Jimmy G kind of stinks. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to talk to you about. Did you see that uh, that like tweet like slash apology from the 49ers general manager? Lynch. Yeah, John Lynch. So I didn't see it on Christmas Eve while he was in mass. He liked a tweet that said, leave Jimmy in Nashville. <laughs> so he had to apologize for liking the tweet and then apologize that he liked it during Christmas. Mass. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, so funny. 
somebody's like john leave them in nashville and he liked it so good <laughs> oh so good which means you know they're all saying and he's like um <laughs> i just pantomimes somebody checking tweets during church that's terrible for an audio medium sorry listeners tony will probably cut it out so you don't worry about it um yeah but it looked good he had the the hand gestures he had an imaginary phone in his hand he was kind of looking up at the choir as they sang i mean it was he had it all it was all there my daughter was singing it's all good so jimmy g doesn't look right he's injured that is what it is but he's going to hang in there. He's enough to get them into the playoffs, and they'll see what they'll do. I'll take the 49ers because they have uh, the Cordero Patterson, who the Atlanta Falcons wish that Cordero Patterson was. That's Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel <laughs> is a mighty nice. weapon. So I'll take the Niners. Yeah, I'm also on the Niners. No Jimmy G, but San Fran should be able to run on them all day. Houston, I believe they are ranked 30th in the NFL in rushing yards allowed per game. It's uh, Trey Lance season, and this is what we drafted him for, Matt. This is what we spent a high draft pick on Trey Lance for, right? Who's we? Are you a part of that equation? I did. And it is why in a few leagues, I am not playing for a championship. Well, in our league, someone is starting Trey Lance in the championship matchup that we're about to go over. Spoiler alert. I got the matchup pulled up right now. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's go through these first. Our next matchup is Arizona. They're going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys where Dallas is favored by five at home. Over under is high. It's a 51. Who you got? Cowboys. Fresh off. A monumental ass whooping. That's bad. Like they had what forty two points in the first half. That was a Madden game. It was for sure so bad. Cardinals are free falling right out of the well. They're not going to fall out of the playoffs because they won so many games, but they are free falling. I will say, either way, the Eagles Eagles play Dallas in Week eighteen. Our best chance of getting in the playoffs is Dallas not starting their starters that week, and or Minnesota and the Saints both losing one of the next two games, which that's more likely to happen. Because I think either way, Dallas is going to lose the Cardinals, still fighting for seeding, or beat the Cardinals and still possibly fighting for number one seeding. Dallas is just, their wide receivers are healthy. Um, offensive line's healthy. Defense has got two defensive player of the year candidates going right now, which I f***ing hate it. And that was like, that used to be the one tried and true thing. No matter how good that offense was, that defense would shit the bed when it came time to not shit the bed. <laughs> like, it's like, hey guys, don't shit the bed. It's playing important games here. They would shit the bed. Not now. Nope. We've got Micah Parsons and Dick. <sighs> ridiculous I'm, I'm taking dallas i hate that i said this many good things about it makes me angry my poor <laughs> wife yeah that dallas defense it's scary uh, in addition to micah parsons and demarcus lawrence they've got randy gregory going and they got neville gallimore and that that's a scary front in addition to what's going on in the secondary but the team has won four straight and in that span they've turned over their opponents 14 times and have allowed 14 points per game it's been against the saints the giants and the football team twice but the Cardinals, they're not humming on offense, so give me the Cowboys. The Cardinals are missing DeAndre Hopkins as much mm-hmm. as the Titans are missing Derrick Henry, and they shouldn't be, but they are. they are. Yeah, they haven't had him for much of the year, and it shows. Next up, the Panthers, they're going to New Orleans to take on the Saints, where the Saints are favored by 6.5. They get everybody back. Over-under is at 38.5. We got Saints. It's working in Carolina. I'm taking the Saints. Matt Rule is assuring us that it's working, that he wishes that we could see it. <laughs> the process of whatever they're doing is working. They're to a two-quarterback system now in which place, um, instead of rolling out two quarterbacks who best fit the scenario that you're trying to accomplish on the field, um, such as the Niners kind of did a little bit preseason, um, they're basically throwing out whatever player they hope sucks the less on this drive. And so we're seeing Cam Newton and, and Sam Darnold. And uh, what's the age-old saying in football? Uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you really have them. 
mm-hmm. right? So it's a. I think that's in the Bible, actually. It is, yeah. Um, Madden Lations 3, <laughs> Chapter 6. RIP, RIP Madden. RIP. Much love. Yeah, Saints. Back to you, Tony. Who do you got? All right, everyone, like I said, they're coming back for the Saints. If it was Ian Book, I may have even pulled the trigger on the Saints, but it's the Taysom Hill show, so give me New Orleans. Next matchup, we got three to go. Detroit, they're going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, where Seattle is favored by a touchdown. Over-under is at 42.5. Who you got? I'll take Seattle. Detroit, it, it'll be a hard-fought game because Lions are a hard-fighting team, man. Um, but I'll take Seattle. They cover. That's what they, they do. They do. If you bet on Detroit all season long, you're probably in pretty good shape. You're probably up quite a bit of money, actually. Yeah, they were top five last time I looked. That makes sense. I wonder who, I wonder who the number one covering team is. I'd have to look at it. It's got to be one of those other good bad teams because they're always like a touchdown or more underdogs. Uh, in this matchup, the Lions, they're interesting. I may throw them in an underdog round robin this weekend. Probably will. But I'm taking the Seahawks at home. Don't feel great about the touchdown, though, so probably not touching that. Next matchup, this is the Sunday night football game. This is the Vikings. They're going to Green Bay to take on the Packers, where Green Bay is favored by 6.5. Over-under is at 47.5. Who you got? I have the Packers. I don't like 6.5 because the Vikings either lose by a field goal or win by a field goal. There's there's no there's no other world. That's what they do. Um, I will say, though, so I was looking at, um, I was going through random NFL stats, specifically points for and points against. The Green Bay Packers differential points differential in the season is not that high in fact it is the lowest out of almost every other playoff team in both divisions it is i think last i looked it was plus 45 the cowboys are like plus 180 like it's Mm -hmm. crazy so they play a lot of close games another reason why i don't want to bet them to cover that many points but uh it's in green bay it's gonna be cold and yeah green bay's the driver's seat they win the next two games they get a first round by they need the first round by everybody needs a first round by it's your best chance of winning the super bowl so give me the packers yeah minnesota they've been largely disappointing this year and kirk cousins he does not shine under the lights so give me the packers it seems like forever ago that everyone was panicking over the packers after week one yet here we are matt with green bay sitting at 12 and 3 in control of the first round by in the nfc it's crazy i just i still don't see him winning the super bowl no of course not aaron Rodgers, this classic spite Get him to like the championship game and just pull the rug out from underneath them. <laughs> he won't. He, I don't know. I just, there's a few teams I like better, but I don't even want to say one of them. I don't even want to say don't one do of them. It's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. They're definitely going to win it all. Right, Josh? I'm not even, I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole. I could see a word <laughs> where that happens. Josh doesn't listen. He, he confirmed that he doesn't listen even when we tag him or t- say that we talked about really? him. Really? That, that, that son of a bitch. He's stubborn, man. He just, as soon as you recommend something, he's out. He's done. He's going to be a dad. I don't know if you saw that. Shout out. Congratulations. I hope when uh, little Josh Callis has a podcast that his father listens to Hopefully it. little Josh Callis asks, says, hey, dad, can you help me with my homework? He treats his homework differently than he treats his friends' endeavors. <laughs> you know, if Josh had a podcast, I would definitely listen to it. I wouldn't. And I would subscribe on my phone, my wife's phone, my parents, her parents, and I would make sure that we all gave him five-star reviews. That's what kind of friend I am, Josh. If you had a podcast, it would more than likely either be about Marvel Comics or the Dallas Cowboys, or a combination of both. Like, who would win in a fight, Captain America or Dak Prescott? And he'd give you a whole list of why he thinks Dak Prescott would ultimately yeah. win that battle. Can't do it. Can't support it. But I do love you, Josh. I hope you do well. You're not hearing this anyway. So. I think it would actually be a ringer appreciation podcast, like a tribute, in which case I would not listen and I would not he subscribe. He listens to more The Athletic. He listens to a lot of their stuff now. He's moved on. The ringer's too mainstream now. He's a hipster at heart, that Josh Callis. Exactly. All right, our final matchup, the Monday night football game, the Cleveland Browns, Matt Kendall's Cleveland Browns. They go to Pittsburgh to 
take on Wayne Steelers. Cleveland is favored by a field goal here on the road. Over under is low at 41. Matt, who are you taking in this Monday night football divisional showdown? Both of these teams are still in the hunt for the division. They're still right there. Baker Mayfield's broken arm is a problem, right? Which one? It's not his throwing arm. That's why he's still playing. And I think he's playing this week, too. And it's like, you know, like when you hurt your arm, I think you've broken a collarbone before. You know, before you get a swing on it and your arm's just kind of... I saw him throw a pass mm-hmm. where he's just, just holding his... I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. I don't like it, but I'm taking the Steelers. All right. Well, Big Ben, he's washed, and the offense is only going to go as far as his noodle arm can take them. Not very far. I don't like this matchup with the Browns' defense. It's only given up 320 yards per game and has the top-ranked pass rusher in terms of win rate in Miles Garrett. Javion Clowney is also at number nine, so two guys inside the top ten coming from both sides. So good luck with that, Mr. Roethlisberger. Give me the Browns. All right, that's it for Week 17 matchups. Where are we currently at for our season-long NFL picks? So we only have one game difference this week. So one person's either going to get another game ahead or one person's going to tie. Last week, we both went nine and six. Of course, we did. We picked four games differently, and you got two right and I got two right. As of right now, you are 145 and 71. All right. And I am 144 and 72. I am down a game Oh wow! the show that was week 15. How was week 15? Because we did not cover that. You went 13 and three. And I went nine and seven. I oh, gets up. went from having a healthy lead to being down one. All right. Thanks for compiling all of that, Matt. One week to go. I may need to get bold next week. We'll see what happens here in week 17. All right. Moving on now to our next segment. Hey, do you have any black inside you? Would you like some, like some? <laughs> you know you got a right to do whatever you like to. Don't see we got the right one, that right one in the club. Always the flyest, always got her hands the highest. She stopped drinking diet And that's our Snapple fact of the day. This is our second installment as Mr. Cotton returns for another heavy dose of your Snapple fact of the day. It's that time again, time for the Snapple fact of the day. Polar bear can smell a seal up to 20 miles away. Hmm. Let's check it out. What up, Google? The polar bear's nose is so powerful it can smell a seal on the ice 20 miles away. Sniff out a seal's den that has been covered with snow and even find a seal's air hole in the ice up to one mile away. No wonder many people call them noses with legs. That's crazy. Thank you, Mr. Cotton, once again, for your phenomenal reporting on the ground. Matt, I had no idea polar bears had such powerful noses. Are there any other famous noses that project as much power as a polar bear's that you can think of? Josh Callis's nose. Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. If his penis is anywhere near as big as his nose. (laughs) He can smell baby seals 40 miles away. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. For me, a couple come to mind. Uh, first one, Owen Wilson. I mm. think everybody knows about his nose mm. and Julia Roberts. Can you get the image of her nose in your yep. head right now? It's big. The nostrils just kind of flare a little bit, but I mean, if I got lost, like we went on a nature hike, a nature trail out in the wilderness 
and we lost a child or I lost Charlotte just out on the trail somewhere and we needed a human for tracking purposes, I'd probably enlist their help. No doubt about it. I agree. I concur. There's a chance that enough uh, illegal powder has gone up those nostrils to damage whatever use they had at one point in time. Speculation. Or does it enhance? I don't have any experience, so I don't know. I don't either, but I can tell you for certain it damages it. It damages. Okay. Maybe uh, under one of these Snapple bottle caps, we can get some more information on this. But all right. Today's fact of the day was brought to you by Paddington. He's not a polar bear, but he did feel the need to give credit where credit was due to his distant cousins. Paddington also wanted us to advocate for raincoats, but we're not doing that. Not on this show, Matt. All right, moving on. It is championship week for our league. Let's go ahead and get into that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Our number four seed, the Inglorious Bastards. And I want my scouts. AKA Jason takes on our number two seed, the GNTs. No, Kelly Clarkson! AKA Trey. Jason walks into this matchup four and two lifetime against Trey, and projections currently have them pretty even. Matt. Who are you going to go with? Yeah, so we have, uh, let's start with Jason Baziotis' roster first. Currently a quarterback, he is starting Trey Lance. Then he has, he has Justin Jefferson and Antonio Brown at the wide receiver positions. Jonathan Taylor, he's got Daryl Williams at the running back position. George Kittle, tight end. And Javante Williams, Jeff Wilson Jr. And the 10th Bay defense. Pretty solid, honestly. Yeah, and do you know how he got George Kittle? He traded for him? He picked him up off the waiver wire mid-season. Who put? Oh, because he was on yeah. IR. No, yeah, and someone dropped in for Derek Carr. Greenhill, thanks, Alan. And I, I think most of us missed it because Jason spent $9 in fab, so about 9%, 10%. And yeah, I think it kind of slipped uh, under sick. the radar for most of us. Makes me sick. Well, it doesn't matter. Even if I had George Coleman team, it wouldn't help me defeat. Last week, no. GNT's 160-plus points that he threw against me, which let's go ahead and go over his team. He's got Herbert in quarterback position. T. Higgins, due for a fall-down game, unfortunately. A.J. Brown also going up against Miami's defense. Uh, he's got Zeke, Kareem Hunt coming back of IR against Pittsburgh. Oh, f- Jason's going to win again, isn't he? he Mark is. Andrews at the tight end, Hunter Renfro and Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, and New Orleans Saints. So, yeah. I think we have a three-time winner that's going to be crowned. Yeah, currently right now, GNT's his favorite, but that's only because Trey Lance is only projected to get two points via Yahoo's algorithm right now. That will change Yeah, by Sunday. God damn it. I can't believe this is going to happen to us. Like, I'm not even reverse jinxing this. Like, just looking at these rosters, there's no one else uh, Trey can plug in. I don't like the Kareem Hunt start. I don't either, but Ogunwale? No. Sucks that Leonard Fournette's on iron because if Leonard Fournette was healthy, that would be a huge upgrade. An equalizer for him, yeah. For sure. Let's take a look at who's available for Trey on the waiver wire. Ramondre Stevenson, if he had some money to throw towards it. Oh, Jordan Howard. Pick up Jordan Howard. Start Jordan Howard <laughs> over Kareem Hunt right now. Trey, Trey, somebody get this to Trey. Somebody hurry up and get this to Trey. Jordan Howard is the starting running back for the number one rushing team in the NFL, and they're going up against Washington. Someone tell Trey. Start Jordan Howard. 
Yeah, I can't I can't stress enough how disappointed I am right now that this is gonna happen to our league. Who let this happen? Wayne? Wayne let this happen? <laughs> Wayne played him last week, right? I mean yeah, Wayne lost to Jason. So well. I guess it was gonna happen at some point. I mean we got what, like thirteen years in the books, so yeah, but it hasn't happened twice to one person, let alone three times. It just sucks, yeah, that it's going to happen to the only guy who's won it more than once. He's never going to let us hear the end of this. All right. Well, best of luck to the both of you, mostly Trey. If Trey wins, again, we get our second two-time winner. If Jason wins, we'll have our first three-time champion. And again, that is impressive in our league. We've got 13 years, 13 seasons. So any other expletives you want to drop? No. That's with his hair and it is a mess <laughs> it's all bad i look like he looks like one of the irish wives from earlier <laughs> i look like the jacksonville jaguars match up in <laughs> new england that's what i look like all right any closing remarks before we wrap this up uh yeah go ahead and go listen over at tackle court fantasy football league as we get closer and closer to crowning a sacco the most important who's is he is nate still in the running for sacco it's nate and he's a, he's going against trey who is <laughs> contending for a sacco in nate's league in a championship in our I know. league. It's I beat crazy. Trey. So the funny thing is I was I played him in uh, Taco Corp last week, and I spanked him. Not as bad as he spanked me in 58 West King. And that was fun. I had already won. one. I've won both my Sacco tourney matchups so far. I am clean, free as a bird. I hope that we make someone pierce their eyelids. I don't know. I don't care what it is, but I hope it's rough. Mm-hmm. I hope it's rough because I am no longer in danger of getting that punishment. Like face tattoo rough. So it's basically loser of the Nate and Trey game. It is. So go listen to uh, Taco Court Fantasy Football League where, <laughs> uh, you know, you can hear Nate break it all down for us. Actually, I think he'll be recording later and you break it down for him. I will be on the next episode. Uh, Sweet. He's also on Twitter. You can follow him at Nader8530. He's the host of the show there. Or you can follow the show. It is at Taco Court Pod. That will do it for us. Please tune in next week as we recap our championship and hand out some end-of-season awards for the league. I think we're also doing some New Year's resolution-type stuff. We're going to relate it to fantasy football. We will talk to you guys then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.